the theme of the movie. Like it's yeah. going to be slow. It's coming at you purposefully, slowly, right? But in an intelligent way. Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back to the Netflix Book Club podcast. I'm Mike Tui, joined always here, my co-host. Hey, it's Dennis Rooney, everybody. How are you? We have quite an episode. Very special guest. We're not, we're not in Brooklyn today. We're kicking off Halloween. Tap your heels together, Toto. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> wrong state. Wrong state, wrong movie genre. Chattanooga, Tennessee with, with the mayor. The mayor. The, he's the man in Chattanooga. Ladies and gentlemen, stand-up comedian, producer... Jeff Greenspan. Hello. Welcome, How's it Jeff. going? Thank you for having me in Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us in Chattanooga. Do you guys like it here so far? You've been here for two days. It's good. I like it. I said this where it's a little too quiet for me. Yeah, well, well, Mike's working on that. Yeah, Mike's, Mike's uh, loud enough for the rest of the city. You know oh, what I mean? you're getting one argument out of Walgreens and these guys. <laughs> you're on the Citizen app for yelling in aisle five of Walgreens. <laughs> Dude, I forgot about that. I wouldn't be surprised. What does the Citizen app look like around here? Oh, Jesus. It's, it's just gossip. It's just ducks on the yeah. loose. Watch Where's out. the cool ranch? Where's the cool ranch? <laughs> Somebody's been trying to make a left turn for 30 minutes and it's backed up the entire city. Yeah, it's mostly people complaining about how I drive around town. You drive like you have Reckless somewhere to be Reckless, <laughs> recklessly it, all right before we, that, i was actually trying to drive well in front of you guys do you rein it in a little bit when you got comics in work, huh? i'm no you're pretty pretty good but you also have the type of car where you want to zip around like i do it's a, it's a gti yeah, yeah, yeah and it zooms and meno meno fernandez was down here he's like you know you don't you don't really drive like someone who belongs you don't drive like someone who belongs anywhere right so. <laughs> when me and mike have been around the city a little bit People have asked, been like, are you from out of town? We're like, yeah, we're from New York. And they go, we could tell. Yeah. They I say, we can tell. I feel like you get that by driving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People are like, hey, I'm from around here. And the nose. Menno, no. Menno, we got to have on the podcast. Good comedian, friend Great of the comedian. pod. Yeah. Menno's a good dude. Uh, what do you think of Chattanooga? <laughs> You've been here like over a year now. I've been here two years. Two years. I like, I mean, I chose to move here. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I like it. I do like it. I love right. it. I know. If I, if there's any kind of, uh, uh, trepidation in my voice it's just that it's hard after two years of not being around my friends and a comedy the comedy scene is much more robust in new york city obviously yeah. but there's pros and cons like new york you can get up three you know at my level three times a day maybe four at open mics and then a couple of indie shows maybe but who are you performing in front of probably other comics who are really not listening whereas yeah. here maybe i can only get up once a day but they're in front of real people real but people. those real people who might not understand all the references because they're not they're not plugged into the zeitgeist the way people in New York might right. be. Would you describe Chattanooga as a spooky city? Oh, very spooky. Really? I mean, yeah, I mean, we've hung tons of people from the bridge. I'm sure this ghosts <laughs> everywhere. I mean, One of the first things you did when we got in town, you're like, you want to see where we've hung people? Yeah, and that was just a few weeks ago. Yeah, this yeah. isn't even like This isn't in history. The There's still stains on the concrete. Yeah, the Trevateers was here. I'm sure this place is haunted as fuck. There's got to be. Yeah. Je Jeff's underselling it because he runs the best comedy show in Chattanooga, Tennessee, oh, it sold out 38 weeks in a row. Well, yeah. I, I want to be honest because we're on the we're record. Th sure. 33. 33. Is, is that the real, real number? That is the real number. Well, that's great. If we sell out tonight, it'll be 34 in a row. And if we so, don't, you can blame it on us. I will blame, I will absolutely <laughs> blame it on you guys. I'm not going to take responsibility. Carpet Baggers is the name of it. It's at the Boat Hotel. Do yeah. you want to plug like your yeah, uh, give us some of your plugs. social, uh, anything like that? Plugs. Uh, we have the show. It's called the Carpet Baggers Comedy Night. It's where uh, New York comics like you guys come down and join Southeast Comics from Nashville, Atlanta, Huntsville, Chattanooga. It's the first and third Friday of every month. It's at the Bode, B-O-D-E, hotel. Uh, we do it in the lobby, sometimes in the, in the loading dock. Yes. 
Uh, Loading dock, maybe. <laughs> it's 10 bucks. You can get tickets at bodecomedy.com. And we've had awesome comics like you guys come down. I'm really lucky that so many great comics from New York City and around the area come. And... Uh, yeah, it's, so for, it's tonight. For 10 oh. bucks in a small city, which is not shitting on Chattanooga, it's no, a smaller city. For 10 bucks, you're seeing some world class comedians, yeah. some local favorites. It's worth traveling for. Oh, yeah. I'd say do. up to an hour and a half. <laughs> I'll draw the line there at 90 minutes. We've actually <laughs> had some folks. I mean, I did a show. Um, I did a show in Huntsville a, a while ago, sure. and uh, there was a few people who liked the show, and then they took you know my socials, which you asked for. I'll give it to you. There you go. And then they uh, they were in the audience like a few weeks later. I'm like, what, what? Don't you guys live in Huntsville? They go, yeah, we rented an Airbnb and we came out to see nice. the show. This is our weekend. So they came and it was great. Uh, if you if you want to get in touch with me, you ask me about socials. Yeah, put it if on. If you right. go to uh, thatguyimet.com. Uh, you can find all my stuff there. You own wow. that guy I met dot com. Yeah, I bought I've been going to that website started. for years. <laughs> I'm a bit, it's my homepage. <laughs> that sounds uh, like I'm wondering why my traffic is unusual. <laughs> yeah, if you go to that guy I met dot com, you can get you can find my Instagram and my Twitter and tickets for the show and my website and Hilarious. and my OnlyFans. And yeah, all that stuff. check That's out great. Jeff. Check out his OnlyFans. He's a very funny comedian. Support everything he does. Jeff, what's yes. your relationship with movie? Are you a movie guy? Uh, I was. I was more when I was younger. Okay. I would go to the movies all the time. Right, right. In movie theaters. Really? Before streaming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, But yeah, I watch, I watch, you know, I have Netflix and I watch shit on my couch. Casual viewer. <laughs> Casual viewer. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Very, well, why is that funny? That I a, yeah, every, yeah, you watch stuff I on watch, your couch. I watch stuff on my couch. Yeah. But I, I could watch, I, you know, I, I am older and mm. I am in a rut of like re-watching movies. Right. So I'll watch a movie that I've watched before just again because it's comfortable. Well, this movie that we'll get to in a moment, when we asked you to be on the podcast, when you graciously said yes, <laughs> and you were like, what movie? Yeah. And we said, Mike, what are we watching this week? This week, it's 2014's It Follows. Horror, horror movie. movie. Netflix original? No, not no, Netflix original. No, no this was in That's theaters. why I said it like this. Netflix original? <laughs> <laughs> said trombone. All right. <laughs> Haunted by a lethal curse that's passed from one sexual partner to the next, Jay tries to escape and put an end to the evil that stalks her. Yeah. Do I feel you? like that synopsis undersells the movie a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, you had said that you had seen this already. You were like, oh, it follows. Sure, I've seen it three times. Yeah. Now, were those comfort watches <laughs> after the first one? Because yeah, this I is not unsettling movies on my couch to make me feel like I'm back home in New York. Are you falling asleep to Dahmer every night now? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, mean? I haven't seen that. I, yeah. won't, I won't watch it. I won't watch that either. Yeah. I think we talked about it a little bit last week. Pretty creepy. I think society is, is. I think we live in a sick society that this is the yeah. Yeah. the form of entertainment of glorifying serial killers. And then everybody watches it and binge watches it and talks about it. I'm like, there's more interesting people to do right. yeah. synopsis on. It starts with interesting, like, oh, this is true crime. We're coming at it very factually. And then over the years, true crime has very slowly faded into, like, even the families of the victims are like, enough. Yeah. We didn't mind yeah. the first six movies, but now it's like, come on. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's kind of boring anyway. Yeah. If I'm being honest, it's kind of slow. Dahmer is... People put Dahmer at the top of the hill. I have other favorites. I'm not interested so much in Dahmer. Who was the guy in Britain who had the house with all the trap doors and shit? Oh, I like this idea. Yeah, he had like a four-story mansion, and he must have been a good handyman because you can't subcontract that. I didn't even know about this. Yeah, he yeah. was killing people in the house? I want to say H.H. Holmes. That's the guy. Finally put down by Sherlock Holmes. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he had trap doors in his home? He would lure people to his house, and mm -hmm. his house was like a labyrinth of fake doors and rooms with, you know, not rooms. Yeah, I got to say, a lot of these, they're really great at the lure. 
like I, I try to lure people. Down. <laughs> that for, that you got hurt down. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you guys. But the lure, I mean, the lure is underrated. I wish there was just more yeah. of a series about the lure and not the killing. Dude, there should be a guy huh. out there. There should be a hero, I'd say, <laughs> where he'll lure people back to his place and then just sit them down and be like, now listen, yeah, exactly. why did you come back? What's the matter with you? Yeah. I could kill you. Yes. You know what I mean? I've been lured. I've been, I mean, I've, I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gay and I hook up with people I don't know and I've been lured and I've sure. lured yeah and I've been trapped in someone's apartment someone in LA didn't want really to let me trapped? out he was on, on crystal meth and he was freaking out and tweaking and he trapped me in, I mean I got out obviously right but can like, I ask how you got out did you have to fight your I way acted, out or did acted, you have to talk your way insane. out I acted absolutely <laughs> insane and he freaked the fuck out you out crazy to yeah. meth head yeah I was really nervous I was like no one knows I'm here yeah. this is before like I think it was before we had cell phones. Right. So I didn't have like a phone on me. I'm like, this isn't good. No one knows I'm here. You started eating the couch cushion or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like at the fucking drug dealer's house in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Like, I got to get out of here. He's like, hold on, just hang out. Yeah. Just hang out, man. What's and matter? so, and I've lured people who I'm like, this, you shouldn't have come here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you ever get that? You lure someone back and then you're like, oh man, that was way too easy. It's almost not even fun to lure. I've also lured people who were, I shouldn't have lured, like people who've tricked me. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, catfish. I oh, guess. they catfish Yeah, shoot. yeah, yeah. Oh, and I tell them to leave. I feel like the monster in this movie is really just misunderstood. He's just luring you. He wants to get there and be like, you know. I feel like the monster's constantly being lured. Yeah, he's being like, yeah, everything's all right. Can't stop. You know? Just keeps coming at you, coming at you, oh, coming this is at the movie you. now we're talking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about me with very this sexual this, predator. This, this, <laughs> monster, sexual predator. this <laughs> monster here in front of us. Right. Jeff's very used to being called a monster. He's like, yeah, of course. I, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's bad. I think that's actually an interesting starting point because I want to say, do you guys feel like, I believe his name was Hugh in the film. He, he had two names because one was a fake name and he, has, he manages to uh, have sex with Jay, Jamie, to pass on whatever this weird thing is, this transmission. Yeah. Uh, was that really fucked up or is it like, what are your options? You, you, you got to pass it on, right? You did, if on. anything, he did the nice thing because he was like, I'll put you in a wheelchair. I'm going to show you with a deal. I'm going to prove to you it's real, and then I'll drop you. I'll even take you home. He could have let her get dressed again, I thought. Dropping her in the middle of the street in her panties was a little much. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's a quiet neighborhood, Hugh. All right? But yeah, why didn't he let, put her in those I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely it's hard no to get, Listen, not, not speaking from experience, it's mm-hmm. hard to put clothes back on someone who's been chloroformed. Who's been chloroformed yeah. and in the back of a car. Like, she yeah. was... He should have put her in the trunk. Yeah. Yeah, you could have put her pants back on. Could have put her pants... Let her, let her put her pants back on. That didn't add on. anything. You know what I mean? Well... All right, so now I've... So now you guys liked the movie... Let's let's get to that. Right, I'm right. gonna go with. Does it work that way? Oh, sorry. No, yeah, we'll, pretty we'll much. Go to, we'll go point. to Dennis. Stream it or don't stream it. I'm gonna go with a heavy stream it. This is my second time watching this movie. I saw it first probably like eight years ago when it originally came out, like six or eight years ago, something like that. And uh, I liked it then. I liked it even more now. Although I feel like on a second watch and then doing a little internet research, there were things in the movie I didn't even pick up on on either watch. But having read up on it, I'm like, this is maybe a little bit better even than I thought. I think it's worth the stream. It's Halloween time. If you haven't seen this movie, give it a go. Jeff. Uh, I vote stream. Fourth time watching it, you're like, yeah, I like this movie. I do like this movie. <laughs> uh, I, I, have, I have things I really enjoy about the movie. I have criticisms of the movie. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I guess I, I'll wait to hear what Mike says. Oh, I mean, uh, you can hit us with what, what your feelings are. For well, I want to hear if you... Are, well, I think Mike's going to hate it. <laughs> I, it's not that I, you know, it's not that I hate it, and I do have a thing where I like things to be explained. 
And I understand. I'm, I'm learning that, especially in horror films, that's kind of not the point. Yeah. And Mike likes a neat bow at the end of a movie. A everything robot. wrapped up. And this is, you know, so like the ending, very close to the ending or the, uh, the confrontation with the monster, for lack of a better term, he all of a sudden is throwing electric pieces at, at the at, pool. So it's like, I just, you know, like they don't know anything. They don't use any tools the whole movie. They just slowly walk. Yeah. In, in a vision of whatever or crawl through things and then all of a sudden they're too smart to go in the water and also just why I like I don't think it breathes oxygen like I think it's a ab- it's above all our earthly things like why didn't it just walk in the water and go get it well why all of a sudden is it like now I'm gonna have fun with you and start throwing electric here's my interpretation it. of it is that when Hugh kidnaps Jay and shows her like look this is real there's a woman coming he explains I, I love that scene because he explains the rules I always say movies always, you know, especially out there films, they present a set of rules and then you need to stick to those rules. Some movies put in rules like Bird Box and then they throw them out the window and I fucking hate it for it. I can't Mm. do it. This movie, in a very creative way, tells the audience the rules while also showing the protagonist, Jay, the rules. And one of the things he says to her is he's like, it's slow, but it's not going to stop coming after you and it's not dumb. Yeah, it's walking. It's walking, but it's not dumb. And to me, that monster gets down to the pool. He sees all these appliances around the pool and he's like oh these things these kids think they're gonna fucking trap me i'm not an idiot yeah i'll show you and he starts wailing irons and tvs and shit at the kid i like that i think that's that's how i took it anyway Mm -hmm. but mike does make a good point there were opportunities to use tools for all the other interactions that they were used why not yeah if this if this uh at any point like a vehicle like (laughs) if it can interact with objects right it could interact with a car why or not, gun. Why not go get a gun? Literally anything. <laughs> and then follow these kids. But all of a sudden, he's like, well, you're not going to electrocute me. Yeah. All Which right. didn't work anyway. Thank God. One, yeah. of the, one of the friends says, did you guys think that was a decent plan to try to kill this monster? It's like, let's go to the pool. <laughs> we'll bring a bunch of old appliances. It's a good effort. I don't think it works like that. A huge body of water like that, you'd need a huge ele- amount of electrical energy to have any kind of... Oh, really? I think so. I don't know. Uh, that, but that's see, I had a whole bunch of my plans. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Anytime I've that. considered killing myself that way, it's always been in a very small bathtub. A bathtub, yeah. I'm taking up most of the space in the bathtub. I don't even know if there's room to get the hair dryer in, you honestly. In bathtub? You know when the last time I was comfortably <laughs> in a bathtub was? Maybe 12 years old. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I've, I've outgrown bathtubs a long time ago. You haven't ago. taken a bath at my place? How about a jacuzzi? I could maybe, I could maybe try. You're Mike com- soaked his foot last night. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Are you comfortable in a jacuzzi? I do love a jacuzzi. I love a jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll put my head under the water. I don't care what the doctor said. <laughs> but you know, if I, you know, this thing that Mike brought up, is, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I've seen this four times. And right. I've never even thought that. I'm like, why haven't they used... Also, the other thing I thought was strange is it changes... It changes who it is. They, right. men- they mention that real quickly. He says, I think it could it be sh- someone you love. Or- and they just to torture you or whatever. Someone you might know. Could be a stranger. Could be somebody you love. Yeah, that was all fine, especially yeah. because it was explained out. Yeah. Right, but doesn't it change in between? Like, like Yeah, when you don't see it, next time you see it, it's, it's not going to be the same thing. Right, okay. It'll be something right. else. Right, it's, it's an evil entity somehow. Right. Yeah. That was one of the things I didn't pick up on the first two watches until I read up on it a little bit, is that one of the people... It changes, or two of the people it changes into that I didn't even recognize. One is the bad, you know, the badass guy across the street who bangs her in the hospital to, you know, because he doesn't really believe in it. Mm-hmm. His mom is one of the people who shows up to Jay. Yeah, his mom with, uh, with the titties out. Right, right, you right. That's right, yeah. She kills him. That's yeah, yeah. But not just, and then she bangs him too. Well, I guess that's how so. They, this goes, that's how they kill this monstrous entity. Not only kills the kid, but then he starts the monstrous entity starts riding him. 
And then Jay runs out of the house screaming because it's horrifying. I think that's uh, how she. I think that's how it kills. It would make sense because that's how it's passed it on. Fucks it to death. Yes. <laughs> well, that's how it's passed on from yeah, person I guess to person. So. so I think he comes in there and and fucks you to death. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get that either. I'm not 100 percent positive, but it's certainly a theory. Jeff, you didn't notice when the guy's mom showed up at the door and then like, yeah, banged him. But to all the death. other ones weren't being fucked to death, right? Right. They, well, we don't see them. They're off-screen bang deaths, so I don't know. It is an off-screen bang death. I mean, that woman on the, the well, it starts on the it starts on the beach with that girl's foot. Yeah, like, that's a cool, great shot. Pretty yeah. cool opening. Great shot. I, mean, I thought is that yeah. part of that didn't happen through fucking. I mean, sometimes you get a leg on the shoulder, and then you just push it. Next I thing guess. you know, it's, it's <laughs> right. off-screen bang death. Yeah. So, but what if you just... Wait, wait, sorry, real quick. And one of the other p- people that, uh, that Jay sees the monster as is her deceased father, who we only see him in pictures around the house. Mm. But the, I didn't even pick up on that. I feel like that adds another great layer to the movie. Like when they're at the pool, and her sister's like... Which I thought this was weird. The sister's like, what do you see? What's he coming at you as? And she goes, I don't even want to say. It's so crazy. That was the father. So she didn't want to tell her sister, like, dad is coming to bang me to death right now. Right. Or just kill me. I'm not 100% sold on the bang death. (laughs) It could just be. He might be right. He might be. When they're they're in the shed uh, out on the beach, Mm -hmm. when they're running around, he turns into a kid at one point to try to get into that hole. Who is that? We see that kid later riding a bicycle. Really? And just looking at the neighbor's house across the street. Oh, wow. You picked up on a lot. And I I don't think I even picked up on all this. I watched it. But also, we know, I mean, I know I'm doing the podcast, uh-huh, so yeah. you're like, you know, I, I try to really pay attention. Now, when I watch films, I come at it very academically <laughs> and drugged up, usually drugged up and academically. Off-screen bang death. Off-screen bang Off-screen death. That's was the original hashtag. title. Off-screen bang <laughs> yeah. death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they changed it. Going back to the whole thing where, like, the monster can interact with actual objects, because he can't be seen. Which almost makes you think, like, could someone walk through this ghost? You know, doesn't what I mean? seem like it because he breaks the chair on the beach. Yeah, the chair, yeah. and then he throws that guy, right. and he has scars on him. Yeah. So he the can, monster won't fuck with you, but if you get in its way from what it's trying to do, it will throw it you will, across. It will fuck yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. The director said in an interview because I'm sure he was pelted with questions, and I didn't see all the, his statements on the movie. But apparently, someone was like, "What if they just flew across, like to Asia?" David mm. Robert Mitchell. That's the director, yes. That's David Robert yeah, yeah, and, and he was like, I don't know if he had it in his back pocket, like he had already made this decision, mm-hmm. but his official answer, and he's the director, you gotta t- he goes, oh no, the monster could get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could. I know, right? And probably go in first class, and no one would even Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Well, he'd just be standing around. I'm sure yeah. it doesn't need to sit, you know what I mean? Or use the bathroom. Actually, I think that's most of who's on, like, frontier it's like people who are like, <laughs> yeah. people who are following someone yeah. to bang them to death yeah yeah but if that's the case then why not just walk across the ocean you can't walk on water it, it has well, the right yeah. o- i mean it doesn't it, need doesn't, it can't walk on water right it doesn't need to breathe i don't think it can walk on water i would eat. like to see if it could just well yeah it can swim it went in the pool eventually also, you can't go through customs i mean how are you gonna you can't fly. you have anything to declare yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps walking are you normally a big horror movie guy when you do watch movies, or is it not really your genre? Lately, I have been. Yeah? Yeah, I watched... Uh, can I mention other films? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I watch, re-watched... Just don't spoil any. I, I re-watched Midsommar. Midsommar. Did I not say it? Why are you saying it that way? Because I'm very well-read and intellectual. Midsommar. Is that how you say it? I think that's how it's said. I've S-O-M-M-A-R? Seen. Okay, well... You've never... Yeah, I've been trying to get him to watch Ari Aster films. I think Hereditary and Midsommar, some oh, yeah, of the yeah. best horror okay. movies, come out recently. And I've rewatched Poltergeist again, which I saw yes. as a kid. We talked know. about this yeah, while hanging I'm out. There. I mean, 
I like uh, lately. I like kind of like cuddling up in a blanket on the couch. So yeah. I want something either scary or funny. Those right. are the two things I watch. Yeah, yeah. You don't want a, a drama. You almost got to be in the mood for, yeah, or so. it's got to be really acclaimed. But a horror movie is almost comforting. But there isn't sometimes. a lot. Of, there aren't a lot of good horror movies out there that truly scare me. Right. You know. Yeah, that's true. Especially horror movies. I feel like horror movies and rom coms are very similar, where they're formulaic. But if you play with it a little bit. Like you could do big, big things mm. with it because this movie's pretty. This movie's almost like a, almost like Halloween. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of it follows a progression, but it's still also a very original horror movie. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about a sequel, but they can't get everyone on board. What I liked about the movie too is you don't really, and I think, I guess Donnie Darko is different, but it's hard to know when it's placed. Like, it's kind of, yes. I mean, I guess there are cars that you can see, but, like, the one of the characters has that uh, that device that she reads on. That weird clam flip phone yeah. thing. And that comes out of, like, it's, it's never discussed. It's got to be early 80s, late 70s. No. I, it's, the I grew up then, and we never had anything like that. So what? what but the TVs are clearly from was, the 70s and the 80s. But So the film takes place in Detroit, Michigan, which big car city, also a city that's known to be crumbling to the ground, which we see. They talk about passing over 8 Mile. Yeah. I felt like there should have been some reference to Eminem. Hmm. Nobody else? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't alive yet, I'm thinking. What year, so, so what the movie was it takes, supposed to be? So it's intentionally ambiguous, oh, okay. um, but it is supposed to take place after the year like 2010, I believe. Oh. But, yeah, there's old TV. Hey, don't they have those box TVs? They yes. have old TVs. They have old cars, but we also see modern devices like the clam flip phone. We see modern cars as well. And the director said he did this because he wanted it to have that dreamlike feeling. Oh, it okay. does. Yeah. Where you can't really place it or like, or how long is this taking place over time? Yeah, is she the, in high school? Is she in the college? The neighborhood reminded me like the Wonder Years, mm. 80s, sort of yeah. suburban. Very suburban. It was really good at capturing these little moments that make you feel calm yeah the calmness of suburbia but there's also that underlying tension of suburbia like right. i find suburbia to be incredibly scary really like yeah i think it's which is why i love movies like poltergeist that are set in yeah. suburbia because i think beneath the surface of these beautiful homes yeah. are terrible moments of tension in these homes and in the communities and yeah you know everyone's got skeletons in their closet yeah. and the bigger this or like the more perfect you're presenting the bigger the skeletons I'd yeah imagine. and in a city that's all on display on the streets of the city <laughs> you can't hide that's it. all yeah that's there's, there's nothing hidden it's all everyone's right. having a nervous mm-hmm. breakdown right in front of you yes. but the idea of of suburbia is that we're all collected and calm yeah. and presentable everything's and, okay and, but underneath it is we're all and pre- that's why I like presenting uh, presenting that it's yeah, all okay yeah. yeah and that's why I like uh, 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 Nightmare on Elm Street sure. things like that i never seen Nightmare on Elm Street oh incredible I mean I know it's a the classic whole, because the community was involved in this yeah, conspiracy this to, movie has a, some of that in there yeah Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. and again, again Halloween even Halloween is just taking place in some suburban neighborhood but there's this guy so here's, <laughs> here's two things yeah they shot him in the head. Mm-hmm. Great shot. You can't see the guy, but they shot him in the Somehow, head. incredible shot. Through the water. Like, it was one thing if they put it in his head when he's got the cape Right. On. That I'd be like, all right, sure. But he's swimming in the water. Mm-hmm. Very strong swimmer. Holding the yeah. girl down. Incredible. Shot yeah. him right in the head. Great. Yeah. Good. I love that. Fills with blood. Is it dead? Is it over? You think? The pool just seems to fill with blood. We don't see him leave. Again, and very they, dreamlike. And they don't show you at the end whether or not he's back or if it exists anymore. Yeah. Because so, they shot him in the neck already on the beach, and he went down for a second yeah, and got back, right back up, up again. So We keep saying he, and I'd like to apologize. Yeah, don't, don't assign gender to I don't want to assume monsters. the gender he does. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. 
say a trombone. I am. I saw. Uh, speaking of the horrors of suburbia, I saw a sign before we came in here. We're in lovely Chattanooga. May I remind you? And the sign said, uh, "Not being aware of your privilege is a sign of your privilege." Mm. And uh, mm. I have a lot to think about. <laughs> mm. It's given me a lot. <laughs> mm. I was trying to find any reason to bring that sign up in this podcast, <laughs> if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, oh, there. boy, we parked outside. Dennis was annoyed. <laughs> I was trying to jump up to reach it to tear it down. No, I'm kidding. I'm that's, kidding. I'm kidding. And that's your tall privilege. That is my yeah. Mike pointed that out. So in a, to all my short kings out there, my apologies. Okay. I don't like this term, short kings. You don't like I it? I find it very condescending. Because <laughs> I think it is, you, right? you, yeah. you could be described as a short king. Oh, I just almost jumped over the table just now. <laughs> I will reach across the table. <laughs> there I go with my privilege again that I can't see because it's mine. Listen, let's get down to brass tacks. You guys ever, <laughs> you guys ever have sex in a car before? <laughs> I haven't. Have you? No, so, no, I'm too big to have sex yeah, in a car. Yeah, you can't do that. It'd have to be like a stretch Hummer limo. Right? And even then, I'd be bumping my head on the top. I, I believe that I have, but it's not good sex. You believe? I've, got, oh, I've gotten blowjobs in a car. Does that count? Yeah, of course it oh, does. Yeah, then I have had sex in a car. Yeah. The director said that... Uh, Neither a condom nor sexual interactions with the same gender would not like all that shit counts for the monster. Like if you get blown in a car. Oh, mm-hmm. even if you had a condom on. Oh yeah. Well, who asked that? I did. I emailed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but someone must Wait, have. So <laughs> it follows a little too closely because <laughs> that would have because that would have been a great ad for a condom manufacturer. Like yeah, right. You know, hey, tie-in. You, you, you could have yeah. sex with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I, so what I like about this. You know, and I and listening to you too, I think that you guys glean more from it than I. Maybe I'm not a a good enough movie watcher. I should be. Oh, don't say, no. There's no such thing. I'm yeah. just we're the type, or at least I am. Where once I finish a movie, even if it's not for the podcast, I'm immediately on Wikipedia. I'm mm-hmm. on IMDb. I'm mm-hmm. start looking up interviews. I just kind of I don't know. I, I like like yeah. When I'm stuff. watching, I'm watching through the lens of I'm going to have to do this on a podcast. Interesting. Because <laughs> okay. what I took from the other room <laughs> was that it was a you know a metaphor for like life. Like there's this existential. Uh, death is coming for you. Yeah. It's coming for all of us yep. slowly and assuredly, and it will reach you no matter no it's matter where you travel happen. and no matter what you do, whether you whether you move physically right. or uh, psychologically, whatever you try to do to lose yourself, yeah. it will it will find you. It's yeah. a constant thing. That's uh, this. I think it's a sister, the sister's friend, the girl with the clam phone. Mm-hmm. Her friend is going through some really traumatic shit, <laughs> and she keeps reading these horrifying <laughs> statements from a book. And one of them is that it's like, no matter what you do, it's never going to end. How you feeling, Jay? <laughs> like, don't read me that shit right now. And I love how it's tied to sex, because sex is usually yes. connected with creation. And mm-hmm. here it's connected with, you know, destruction. Yeah. Well, and also in terms of passing it on, like the thing that you get it from is also the thing that saves you. You contract it through sex, but you can also get rid of it through mm-hmm. sex. And, and I love how if, if, if it will come back, it'll come back. Like if yeah. you don't. You know, if you don't pass it on, it'll mm-hmm. go back the other way towards the person who gave it to yeah. you. So, so, but why not the suicide route? How would suicide affect this? If you killed yourself while it was coming for it's, you? And yeah, so instead of passing it on... I imagine it just goes back down the line, whoever gave it to you. So you yeah, could, he even says that. You he could is. eradicate it backwards if everyone just killed themselves. And just you're saying, like, everybody killed themselves until it goes back to zero? And then it, you could take it off the planet, right? I don't know. Well, that's what's cool about this movie, too, is we there's no origin story. Mm. There's no, like, this all... And I'm happy there's not. Because if in Act 3 they started pulling journals from some girl in the 70s who was, like, into witchcraft and cursed her ex-boyfriend, I'd be like, fuck this. Yeah, she had I don't need a, all of that. A frog or something. Yeah, she, 
<laughs> and he turned into a prince. Yeah, right. He's the backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the death prince. No, I like things explained, but I don't need too much. Mm-hmm. I like to kind of fill in the holes. And you know what Jeff was saying? He, you know, you said death is coming, but it could be they leave it so open it can be anything. It yeah. could be whatever demon is coming back, or you know, relationships. It's pretty good like that. Right. But and then there's that weird tie-in because they're all kids. So, like, some of them might be virgins. Yeah. yeah. So, I was thinking, I was like, there's this um, break from innocence, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah. if you never have sex, you'll never... And there's other things in the movie like that, like the two kids spying on the girl in the, in the, yes. in the pool. This, all these little hints of, of awakening. Right. And I think with awakening comes... Um, Whatever. Pain. This sure. consequence, yeah. consequence is real life. Pain, yeah. self-consciousness. I really feel for Paul in the movie. I related a lot to Paul. I like he, him as an actor. I forget. He's in something else. He's got a weird face. He's like the boy next door character. Yeah, he's boy next door character. Yeah. He's willing to even just take it, even without a plan. He's like, I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little like that. A little he's, needy. He's trying to white knight in a way, yeah. but also like he clearly does really care for her. But... I mean, when I was a younger, when I I didn't lose my virginity until pretty late. I was like 22, uh-huh. and as a teenager, every time like one of my friends or like a girl who I was friendly with but maybe kind of pined for, once I heard that she was starting to get like sexually active, it fucked with me hard. Like I was like, oh, this is like a this sort of like loss of innocence thing, where it's like people are growing up, people are getting. Uh, you know, we're not kids anymore, basically. People are having sex anymore. We're having sex. <laughs> Mike already explained to me, I think, one or two podcasts ago. He's like, yeah, Dennis, people were having sex in high school. The cool kids, anyway. <laughs> oh, I just realized something. So that girl that died on the beach. Yes. That's why it went back to that guy. So that guy obviously had sex with her, right? Oh, yeah. I just think dead. about that really. Yeah, I never thought about her relationship in the lineage anybody, of this right? film. Because yeah. that's the first one we see. Dead. All I can think about is a leg, right? <laughs> like ninety degree leg. Yeah. The only time I was thinking about her was in like the next scene or two more. Uh, the other, the new girl, the main girl, Jay, is in the pool, and yeah. I'm going, "Is this?" And I was like, "Wait, is this the same girl that died? Did we see the future?" Yeah. But it, oh, no, but it no, was. What was interesting right. is that guy that fucks has a type. Like they, he for sure does. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, listen, I need to pass it on, but yeah. I have uh, kinks. I have yeah, things I, I like. You know, I'm not gonna do a brunette. I mean, yeah, no, it's got to be a blonde. Did yeah. Paul pick up one of those working girls? That's what we, yeah, that's what's alluded. Is that Working he, girls. He's very politically correct. I love how you... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're not supposed to say prostitute anymore. Are what? you not? What are you talking about? Shaming when did se- this happen? Shaming sex workers. How is that shameful to say it's a prostitute? Yeah, that's, Typical, that's the I'm the most woke on the podcast again. <laughs> Holy cow. I didn't realize I'm so Archie Bunker at this point. <laughs> I always, I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. I thought like sex worker is the umbrella term for yeah. anybody doing anything for money. Right. That's sexual favor. But right. prostitute is someone who, man or woman, Hangs out on the side of the road. Yeah. That's what I thought. Why is that a, a, a defa- uh, Why is that? I, a, a, I guess we have different TikToks. I don't know. I'm <laughs> not even on TikTok. I had a good relationship with some prostitutes when I lived in Bushwick. They gave you discount. Not as a customer, guys. Have you ever okay. been? To, you're not gonna. Say no, I've it. never paid. I've never paid for sex. Around the corner from my house is where I would always find parking when I lived in Bushwick. Mm-hmm. And after three months, I was like, "There's always these like, not always the same gals, but like scantily clad women." kind of good looking walking around and they're near a playground but they're only there after 11 at night ah sweet very respect sweet dennis i'm so naive no, yeah, i know <laughs> i know so naive and every once in a while they'd be like hey man and i'd be like hey <laughs> hi until finally i'm like oh these are working girls you know what i mean but then i'd always just be like hey ladies how's it going and it was kind of a fun thing because like they know i'm not a john but like 
you know. Whoa, can you even say John? Yeah, I can think you, you can say that. I think you can say John. Everyone believes us. Except for people named John. <laughs> like, Please don't. Yeah, Find they, something else. Right, that's a group. Jim, Joe, anything. John's against John's. Yeah. Um, so you had sex in a car, Tui, but it wasn't memorable. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm tall as well. And I never had... Uh, you need like a minivan, I think. Yeah, you need something comfortable. With those pilot seats? No, a bench, maybe. See, back in back in my day, uh-huh. when there were bucket <laughs> seats. you know, like A good one, bucket seat? Yeah, yeah. Wait, not a bucket a seat. A bench seat. Is that what it was called? I think so. When it's just one. Yeah. 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 They don't have that anymore. That's not even a thing. Right? I think you got to ask for it. That's the third row. Maybe <laughs> Wait, a that's third just like row. a station wagon. Yeah. Right? Maybe a station wagon. Or yeah, the third <laughs> row in a minivan. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd have it in the third row. So you really need like a family type car. Yeah. To you need to, to make a family. You need a family. Yeah. To yeah. have sex on the side in their car. Right. That's right. Right. You need to be making a huge mistake and hurting <laughs> and hurting your loved ones to have sex in a car nowadays. Um, another thing, going back to the dream idea, the dream theme about how we see old technology, we see t- new technology. These kids are also kind of always just hanging around. Yeah. Very suburb, just hanging With no around. Parents, no no parents. parents. figures unless they're coming yeah. at them right. to have sex and kill them. Drinking right. a little bit, playing cards, just fucking being, just lazing around. Another thing is that, it. what season is it? Yeah. The leaves are falling, but then they're wearing jackets. She's swimming in a pool. That's another thing the director said. He's like, yeah, I wanted it to seem kind of like dreamlike. You know huh. what I mean? He did a great job because it really does. It never really grounds you in any kind of time right. season. It's completely timeless yeah. in terms of season year. I mean, to some degree, there's there's movies playing from the fifties and sixties right. on the TVs that are probably foreshadowing things. The only time we get an actual time reference, I think, is towards the end when they're walking. I believe it's just that very last scene. You see Halloween decorations, mm. so you can kind of assume maybe all right. So it's summer turning into fall, um, but. Even the whole the whole idea of the movie, the director said, comes from him having a reoccurring nightmare as a kid, where there was just something following him. There was no sexual aspect in his dream, but the idea that something was always following him. Did you guys have any reoccurring nightmares as a kid or as an adult? I do like that the it follows nightmare idea. I yeah. didn't know that it was a dream of his. Yeah, that's where it came from originally. Because as the movie starts, I'm going. There was no title. Hmm. Yeah, no you don't title get it credit, the end. and it goes at the end, and it's like so. It starts off like you're already being followed in a way, if yeah. you know the right. But it won't tell you follow until the end, and it follows and ends kind of ominous. And I was like, I wonder if that. I mean, of course, that was done intentionally. There's a lot of super slow close-ups or super slow pans or turns of the camera, which feels like yeah. the pace of the monster. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're slowly it gives coming you that, towards Yeah, something. like the way you might look around over your shoulder, to especially see. in yeah. a dream. You ever when you're in a dream and you can't move fast enough? It's like you're moving through like sludge. You know what I mean? I, we were talking before uh, off podcast yes. about Rosemary's Baby, about mm-hmm. how the, the way the movie is shot makes you feel the way the, movie, the way the script wants you to feel. So I feel like this movie also, yeah. with how it, how it follows characters, how it moves the pace of the, of the camera, makes you, makes you understand the story even more. Right, right. Uh, recurring dream. I think that I've had some dreams. I don't remember a lot of my dreams. Right. Historically in my life, you sure. know, so yeah. it's not. But I definitely... You're real repressed. Is that what it is? Even your subconscious is like, we can't let him remember this shit. Uh, you definitely remember some feelings. Like there's, <laughs> there's like f- the feeling the dream gives you, you know, like whether it's yes. you're stuck and can't mm-hmm. move and you're helpless or the other way where it's like you can bounce and almost fly. Yeah, right. And maybe those would be two, but real specifics, I'm not sure. I've had some stuff with like family members dying mm. and it's your fault. And then you wake up and you're like, I'm hungry. <laughs> no, but uh, Mike's a big morning eater. I've learned. 
<laughs> on do, doing the road of because I'll wake up, I won't eat until like two. I need o'clock. eggs, Dennis. I, I just have, killed I, my family. <laughs> I've been up all night murdering everybody I love. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. Um, I've talked about some recurring dreams on the podcast before. A big one for me nowadays is I'm on a, I'm in a plane that's going down. Hmm. I'm in a plane that's going down, or I'm killing people. And then the big thing about the killing people thing Dennis is... Dennis mentioned this the other day to me, and I was like, you're killing people in your dreams? I kill people a lot in my dreams. I, was, I almost How killed... How do you kill them? Sometimes with a weapon, sometimes with... A lot of times with my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> is it choking? Or pulling choking them Choking or like putting their head under water. Wow. Or like, you know... Wild, dude. I know. I love that your knife. hand's on in the, in, the, in the killing. You know... I work with my hands. I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, a cra- I'm a craftsman. There's so many I mean? people outsource shit. I like that yeah. you're doing it yourself a gun is so impersonal yeah joker uh but 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 my analysis of my own dreams and kind of ties into this is in these dreams i kill somebody whether it's justified or not you know sometimes it's (laughs) self-defense sometimes it's just (laughs) i just go off the rails i can't help myself but always it's not the dream isn't really about the killing the dream is about the feeling i have after which is i've done something with my life now that i can never escape from i can never be truly comfortable again i can never let my guard down because i've done something that i need to pay have i'm gonna have to pay for these sins and I haven't killed anybody. I mean, are you? What's it? Because I'm Irish Catholic, so the guilt and shame is where this comes from. I think. Where, well, I think where the you, shame comes from being gay. But I mean, yeah, right, and right, right. A Jewish. I mean, I don't know. I'm not ashamed of being Jewish. Oh, I knew you were gay, but you're Jewish. Yeah. All right, this podcast is over. <laughs> wrap this up. <laughs> it, it never lets you go. It follows you everywhere. That's what it is. That the anxiety of something following you forever. And what if it's you? What if you are following yourself? <sighs> That's what it is. Yeah. Everywhere I go, there I am. Yeah, it's tough. Any recurring dreams for you, man? Not anymore. Uh, not since the ketamine. There's no more dreams. Did you do ketamine treatments? I, yeah, I did. I did. Oh, I had, I had a buddy. Injection? So, did we? Yeah, injections. Yeah. So it 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 bulk erased a lot of my brain. Now, but, okay, yeah. But when I was younger, lots of dreams of teeth falling out and falling, which That's I understand one. are very common, and loss of power, feeling powerless right. in right. your environment, which as a closeted gay person sure. certainly I mean, maybe that not everything's about being gay but uh lots of teeth falling out yeah actually i had a teeth falling out dream just like a year ago really which is probably maybe covid made me feel powerless yeah everyone which i hear most people don't have after a certain age and falling dreams yeah or you wake up and you feel like a jolt like you've fell right. into your body uh but other than that i don't really remember any too much of my dreams except there's this one dream i had as a kid that has stuck with me uh, i was uh i guess i was 11 or 12 when I had this dream. I guess I was going to day camp at the time. So the dream was set at the day camp and we were walking through one of the buildings and there was like a crack in the wall and I could look through the wall and there were tons of, and this is, I had this dream in the 80s. I love this right now. I just want you guys to know I'm really, I want to hear what's on the other side of this wall. It was kind of matrixy. It was these people in jars pretty much. like Full-sized people? No, like, 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 Like pieces of their bodies in jars? No, like uh, kids oh. in jars. Fairly being, big jars. Being fed, yeah, like in tubes. Yeah. Being like, uh, you know, being used as like, I guess, I don't know what they were. As batteries, as nourishment. I, mean, I didn't have all that narrative in my sure. head, But like they were contained in these capsules and they were being, you know, Fed by some kind of like a like an umbilical cord, right? That was shared by all of them. So it, it was felt terrifying. Like, it felt like they were being fed, or it felt like they were being fed off of. They were, or both. I don't really know. They were just had these tubes connected to yeah. them that were all in this like one center. They were all like a wall of them, right? 
And it was terrifying. That is terrifying. And I still have it in my mind. You could see it still. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I haven't had the dream since. But right. and we've I've probably had a hundred thousand dreams since then. You know? Sure. But right. that's one dream that has stuck with me. That's and there was it. like a smell too. I don't know why I can remember the smell. It yeah. smelled what like did camp. it smell like? Like camp. Yeah, like I mean, camp okay. makes sense. Jews yeah. love camp. Jews love camp. Can't get enough of it. Which is weird considering it's I thought that was <laughs> That's not a Holocaust joke. No, it's not. That is a it summer is camp joke. Yeah, summer camp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Watch it, Mike. I'm going to lose. I'm glad you know. we did that. <laughs> You're going to lose most woke title very quickly. We're in the South. Yeah. You better make But he won't call them prostitutes. No, you don't <laughs> call them prostitutes. Even, but, even with all the murders going on around him <laughs> during the Holocaust. Have some hey, respect. you call those people a sex worker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, have some respect. I like murdering prostitutes. Hey, hey, hey. Sex workers. <laughs> <laughs> um, the loss of power thing is interesting, too, because now you do stand-up comedy, which is like, I think I do stand-up comedy because I grew up as the middle child, and it was always con- not really grasping for power, but like, I wasn't the oldest, I wasn't the baby of the family, I was just a consistent, decent kid, and eventually it's like, I need all the power I can get, because hmm. there's no more powerful position than being in front of 100 people, and everyone's like, eyes on you, dead quiet. And that's what it is, you know. So that makes sense. I think you doing stand up comedy now. I'll say I'll tell one more uh, recurring dream that I don't have anymore, but I had for years and years as a kid. I'd be in a hedge maze. And this is this is way before I ever saw The Shining or read it. I was in a hedge maze and I can't get out and I can't get out. And it goes from first person to third person. I don't know when it makes the switch, but suddenly I'm watching myself. Mm. And my my vision of watching myself pans out, pans out, and I just see how big this labyrinthian hedge maze gets and then finally i get so far out i see two giant eyes open up above the hedge maze and then i wake up that's pretty cool or terrifying yeah terrifying but you felt terrified when you woke up yeah i would feel super ominous i felt not good not good when i woke up you know what i mean yeah that's pretty wild yeah yeah but better than being followed relentlessly by a uh sexual deviant (laughs) (laughs) yeah so <clears throat> once you have sex with one person, that was it as far as passing it along, right? Because then you could have sex with a whole bunch of people. Unless that other person dies and it comes back to you. Right. That's the nasty part of it. Is that like... You, just, you don't really know. Yeah, you're like, you better go out. You're just hoping everyone's boning. <laughs> you better go you know? fuck, dude, because... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like give it to everybody is also a big defense to keep yeah. going. See, giving it to a prostitute is smart because you assume they're going to fuck again right soon. Right away. But if they get killed before the next John... It's coming right back at you. Well, right. that's the other thing I remember that the like the first or second time I saw the movie of like that um, angst of you think something's settled and sorted, but yeah. you never really know. Right? Like, if you've gotten away with something, mm-hmm. and we've all done things we've probably sure. gotten away with, mm-hmm. and you think it's done, but you go, someone could find out. Yeah. Or you think whether it be a fuck up at job at a job or whatever you've done, you think something's sorted and it's done. How many times in our lives has something come back up? I guess yeah. a skeleton or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. And that's because someone else didn't do their... Right. <laughs> yeah, you, you might have done everything in your power to and make sure outside that... outside your control. You have yeah. to just trust that other people are doing their thing that they're supposed to do. The whole, yeah. It's worth... I'm talking about the crimes that I've committed. You know, <laughs> it's clear that I've done terrible, terrible things. I've been on this planet a long time. I've done I, I just thought it was herpes. I thought it was just the herpes. <laughs> <laughs> talking about. Come on in, officers. We got them. We finally got the, uh, the confession on tape. Yeah, that's, then that's another thing is the uh, STD theme kind of herpes Which is whatever what, yeah it's like that's also there too that's what it's yeah. a disease it's transmitted sexually it was pretty cool i'm giving it a stream it okay it's not my favorite movie but hmm. it was pretty good it was pretty good yeah it gave you a lot to think about yeah it was good i he the the pool fills with blood in a very cool way that really screeching 
um, yeah. horror comes sound through a crescendo. Come through, boom. Yeah. Um, and they don't let you know if it's still out there. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I've learned that that's okay. Yeah. Mike's come a long way. That's how the film goes. <laughs> and it is ominous. And it, boom. And it, it follows. And I get it. And they held that credit thing till the end. It was, yeah. it, it's a stream, it, but it's, you know, yeah. not, it's not a heavy stream as Dennis. I go so heavy stream. He, I really, he had a real yeah, heavy yeah. stream. Mine is more of a trickle. I think it's a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say heavy stream. I just like watching teenagers have sex, <laughs> since I never did <laughs> as a teenager. So I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to live vicariously through these characters. You know what I mean? How do you? What's your takeaway from the ending? Do you think that the thing walking behind him is just some person, or you think they're still like? Do you think they handled it, or because it's kind of left a little open ended? But you do see someone following them as they're walking down the street. Yeah, I think they are able to kill parts of it or somehow slow it down for some time, but it has to come back because you need a sequel. Yeah. Well, they want it, or some people want it, but I think maybe now too much time has passed. There's a lot of room for sequel. I mean, once you start playing with suicide in it. You can make another whole different story. Well, it almost felt like the opening with the girl on the beach. Yes. It was kind of suicidal. That was her, she was yes. just giving into it. She's I agree. Like, mm. She called her parents. Mm. I love you. She can't explain. She's going to sound insane. Yeah. She thinks she might. She probably, she probably thinks she is insane. Yeah. Mm. And just goes, you know, I love you, mom, dad. You don't, you don't know. You know, I love you. And then. It'd be a good um, curse for a rich person to have because they just like every, every month they just fly to a new place. And like li- work remote from there or something, you know what I mean? You can kind of if you if you really commit to a schedule, you don't have to worry about this thing. But well, then I guess too, like yeah, what if you just lived on a boat? Yeah, but then one night you wake up and this wet monster standing over you. Now, like, oh, fuck, now you it can, can swim. swim. Now it, can it was swim. swimming in the pool. Well, it could right. probably walk onto an yeah. I was gonna walk into swim in the pool, boat. pull itself up onto the boat. You know? Yeah, eventually it'll get there. Just might take yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah. Well, you were asking, like, is it gone? Is it done from the last scene? Well, for them. I don't think right. the monster's gone. Oh, for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, the idea that... I think most of these movies have a theme of, like, the idea that that you can be greater than something un, un, unknown. Mm-hmm. Like, the unknown is out there. Yeah. Whether that be death or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea that the, the folly of humans to think that they can outsmart it. Right, right. Know, or, or, or solve it. Yeah, and so it might be done for them, and they're in. Yeah, but it's certainly still out there. I would think that's a constant question. I think in in supernatural horror movies, where it's like, if it's supernatural, I almost go to like, not that it's a god, but it's powerful beyond my comprehension. What makes me think that a gun or mm-hmm. there's any way to stop this without bringing in some sort of supernatural thing? Like you, you have those movies like Evil Dead, where it's like, all right, supernatural thing, but you can combat it with that same powers that it has this ancient magic or whatever. But in a modern day thing like this, with no explanation, it's like, I don't know, what do you try to throw it into a volcano or something? And right. just be like, all right, is that it? You know? Well, they did, and that's why they were like, well, maybe we can electrocute it in water. Yeah. Like, it was as good an idea as any when you're just coming up with something. I thought something. it was pretty, the director said, someone pressed the director and was like, that's their move? <laughs> like, that's the move. Yeah. Go to a pool, lure it into a pool, and then throw And the director, again, I give him props because he had all the answers. He goes, they're dumb kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're dumb kids. They don't know anything. It's like it's like a Scooby-Doo version of how you would handle but to me, it. I yeah. like that part of it because yeah. it, it did make me think like when you have plots as a kid yeah. and, and you you only have the tools that are at your mm-hmm. disposal. Yeah. And it all seems like a good idea. And then right. you all work together. to like yeah. We did crazy things, me and my group of friends of kids, sure. that we thought were smart ideas. We weren't yeah. killing monsters. But, but you're still waiting to answer for those crimes yeah. as, as an adult. Killing <laughs> the monsters within yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 
And they weren't going to go to their parents, which was... Well, the parents are unseen for the most part, Yeah, right? they're... The dad's I mean, deceased. There's even some dialogue, like, tell your dad... We got to tell your mom. We got to tell your dad or something. Yeah. And like, but the girl with the seashell, she's reading. She's in the hospital at the end reading. Mm-hmm. But we'll, no, she was just in the hospital. There she was, got shot, remember? Oh, they shot her. That was the one that got they shot. shot her. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. my bad, my bad. His, his, uh, he, he can't shoot the monster yeah. when he's 10 feet away outside of water. But <laughs> yeah. if the monster is swimming in a giant uh, Olympic-sized pool, headshots all day. No Which, problem. When he starts shooting and, and hits her across the pool, I was laughing. I, that was a good laugh out loud funny. moment. There was a couple good... That's a, I like a good horror movie that gets you with a few laughs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if they were meant to be laughs, though. <laughs> Well, that, maybe I'm a sick bastard. That was but I, no, but I laughed too. But it was probably that was probably meant to add to the anxiety of the scene. Yeah. But the idea that it's like you don't like run at it, go in a different direction. Yeah. Don't stand. You know. Yeah. Don't stand behind the monster and your friend is across yeah, the way pointing like, a gun. On, that you way. know how hard it is to shoot somebody that far yeah. away with a gun. Great music. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> Jeff Def does. Great music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, John Carpenter esque '80s horror movie stuff. Um, you this gotta, movie was before Stranger Things. You gotta I watch believe. Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. Too. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't yeah. seen it. And it's all dreams. Like it's all right. this dream back to reality, dream reality. That's yeah. yeah. Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, in the first one. Interesting. Yeah, but that's the thing. I'll probably watch if I do. I'll watch the first one, and then I'm not going to go down. Actually, that what's really hole. great is if you do watch Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know what channel it's on, but there's like a, the making of the movies that made us. Maybe it's that, but there's also its own documentary right. of how that movie was made, and. How creative they had to be because there was just no money. Right. And it's really interesting because now you can do all these things with CGI. You know, Some of the so. best horror movies have really low budgets. This movie only had like $1.2 or $1.4 million. Is that true? And it made a return of like, you know, a lot of like $20 million, Something wow. crazy. That's, uh, that's it, a, it's very good for that budget. It was supposed to be limited theatrical release and then straight to video. Mm-hmm. And after two weeks, they were like, we're going to do a wide release. So what did you think of the pacing of the movie? I liked it. It's slow, but it's not long. I don't mind if a movie's slow. But it can't drag. It I never felt, felt like, like it dragged. Like similar to Rosemary's Baby, it was it was embodying the the theme of the movie. Like it's yeah. going to be slow. It's coming at you purposefully, slowly, right? But in an intelligent way. The yeah. direction of the film matches the narrative. Yeah. Like with these slow shots, slow pants, stuff like that. Yeah. I I I'm curious to see. I don't think this guy's really made a huge follow up to it. He's made another movie or two, but they weren't big movies. What were his other movies? I think Under the Silver Lake came out a couple years ago, which is like, I haven't seen it, but it was described as like a comedy drama neo-noir, which sounds kind of lofty and ambitious. And it it didn't get panned, but mixed reviews, heavy mixed okay. reviews. Yeah, yeah. But I should try. Maybe I should watch that movie because I like noir. But I don't know. I think we'll wrap it up, right? Yeah, I think we got to hit it on yeah. uh, episode 130. Housekeeping. I bet you didn't think I was going to get it in. I always trust you. I always know you'll get it in. So yes. all around unanimous... Unanimous. Yeah. That's unanimous. Well, unanimous. 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 Midsummer. Stream it. <laughs> uh, hit them again with your plugs. Where, where can they find uh, you? Uh, if you go to thatguyimet.com, all my socials are there. And if you are in Chattanooga or coming through, you can get tickets to the Carpetbaggers Comedy Night through there, too. Nice. Jeff Greenspan, everybody. Tui. Thank you for having me. Mike Tui at underscore Mike Tui on What's all social underscore? media. What's an underscore? I'm glad you asked. That's the uh, dash. You got to hit shift. Shift, then you hit dash. You bring that. <laughs> you can bring that dash right down to the floor. That's the underscore. It's underscore Mike Tui T O O H E Y, and uh, follow the Netflix Book Club podcast on Instagram. I'm Dennis Rooney, as always, at Dennis Rooney Seven on Instagram. That's the only place you'll find me because I deleted all my social media, which is a terrible move in stand-up comedy. So find me there, or don't find me at all. 
Adiós, muchachos. <risa> <risa>